an encouraging word with David Ravel, founder and executive director of Shepherd's Fortress Ministries. This podcast has two purposes. First, to bless pastors, pastors' wives, and their families. And second, to challenge the body of Christ to support your pastor through being faithful in prayer, seeking to grow in your relationship with Jesus every day, and coming alongside him in your devotion to kingdom work. And now, here is David with an encouraging word for today. We are so glad that you've tuned in. We are coming to you from the hills of Tennessee, a beautiful display of God's handiwork. Shepherd's Fortress Ministries is a ministry of helps and encouragement to pastors and their families and ministry leaders. We are here for prayer, to listen, and to connect you with retreat opportunities around the country through our ministry partners and connections we are making on your behalf. Pastors, I want to repeat this often. We pray for you, your family, and your ministry. We urge the church, the body of Christ, to pray for your pastor, his family, and the leadership team of your church each and every day. My heart's desire through this podcast is to bring encouragement from the Word of God to all who tune in. The grace of God is so immeasurably good. His unmerited favor in our lives is far above our comprehension because we know that we are unworthy and undeserving. The greatest demonstration of God's grace is when he sent his only son Jesus, who laid aside his glory, to die for us on the cross and rise again on the third day. From this life-changing sacrifice, His grace is demonstrated in our lives in numerous ways. Think about this. Had it not been for the grace of God, we would have absolutely no hope, and quite possibly, the human race may have been wiped out by now because of sin and rejection of Jesus. Because of His grace, Jesus came. Because of His grace, we can stand on 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 9. It says, The Lord is not slow about His promise, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing for any to perish, but for all to come to repentance. This great truth is a product of His grace. When I have a proper view and understanding of His grace, His love, His goodness, kindness, and His unmerited favor, I will not need special treatment, nor would I need to be entertained in the church. Instead, I will be filled to overflowing with the spirit of praise and an attitude of thanksgiving, a heart to serve with joy, and a renewed mind as I passionately follow Jesus. In 2 Corinthians 12, verses 1-10, through 10, Paul writes about a supernatural experience, an experience that gives us a glimpse of the immeasurable glory and majesty of our God. We find reassurance of our future. The things that he saw and heard, we will one day see and hear. Paul writes, It is doubtless not profitable for me to boast. I will come to visions and revelations of the Lord. I know a man in Christ who 14 years ago, whether in the body I do not know, or whether out of the body I do not know, God knows, such a one was caught up to the third heaven. And I know such a man, whether in the body or out of the body I do not know, God knows, how he was caught up into paradise and heard inexpressible words, which is not 
lawful for a man to utter. Of such a one I will boast, yet of myself I will not boast, except in my infirmities. For though I might desire to boast, I will not be a fool, for I will speak the truth. But I refrain, lest any one should think of me above what he sees me to be or hears from me, and lest I should be exalted above measure by the abundance of the revelations. A thorn in the flesh was given to me, a messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I be exalted above measure. Concerning this thing, I pleaded with the Lord three times that it might depart from me, and he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most gladly, I will rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in needs, in persecutions, in distresses, for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Seeing and hearing these things as a man would tempt us to be prideful, arrogant, thinking we're above others. Isn't it amazing that Jesus, the Son of God, the King of kings, the highest of all, demonstrated the most humility? And we, the lowest of all, compared to filthy rags in Scripture, tend to demonstrate the most pride and arrogance. In verse 6, where we read, Paul expresses that he must refrain from boasting in himself, that no one will credit me with more than he sees in me or hears from me. And then he goes on in verse 7 to describe how he was given a thorn in the flesh, a messenger of Satan to torment me, to keep me from exalting myself. Have we experienced this to some degree in our own lives? When we begin seeing success in ministry, we tend to feel like we're a preaching machine. The church is growing in number. We receive accolades from people. We receive invitations to preach and speak at community gatherings. We seem to be on the top of our game. And then we begin thinking, I have a gift. I'm pretty good at what I do. Then, to save us from ourselves, the Lord steps in to remind us that apart from Him, we are nothing. Paul refers to it as a thorn in the flesh. He cried out to God three times that this thorn would be taken away. The specifics of his thorn isn't given here. Could it be this way so that you and I could insert our own? Have we cried out to God to take away our thorn in the flesh? When we do... Our God responds in love and genuine care, saying, My grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. God's grace is truly amazing. His grace is overwhelming. It supersedes our weaknesses and our sufferings. By His grace, He reminds us that this life is not the end. Sin Suffering and pain, our weaknesses have been defeated through the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross and will one day be swallowed up in victory, never to affect our lives again. But until then, his grace is sufficient. I think of the words to that old hymn. It says, My heart can sing when I pause to remember. A heartache here is but a stepping stone. Along a trail that's winding always upward, this troubled world is not my final home. But until then, my heart will go on singing. Until then, with joy, I'll carry on. Until the day my eyes behold the city. Until the day God calls me home. Listen to verse 3. 
This weary world, with all its toil and struggle, may take its toll of misery and strife. The soul of man is like a waiting falcon when it's released, it's destined for the skies. Therefore, Paul says, most gladly I will rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. He continues in verse 10, saying, Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in needs, in persecutions, in distresses, for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. In the natural, we want life to be as easy as possible, smooth sailing, but God knows us all too well. He blesses us beyond measure with good things, with health and provision, sustenance, our family, our church family, and so much more. Yet what many do not understand is the fact that his blessings also come in the form of thorns. And when they do, we tend to think God's against us when all along he's rescuing us from ourselves, from pride and self-reliance, so that his grace can be fully manifested within us, that he would receive all the glory, and that the people around us would be saved, that his all-sufficient grace would transform their lives. May Jesus be glorified in all we do, no matter how much pain or discomfort our thorn may be causing. Let's pray. Father, we are so thankful for your grace and your faithfulness in our lives. I lift up every pastor along with their family. There may be one listening today who's saying, the thorn is really throbbing in my life. Lord, I pray you'd bring relief and remind us of the sufficiency of your grace. We thank you, Lord, that your word is a solid foundation that never gives way. I pray you would provide and supply every need. I pray you would bring strength and comfort and peace, that we would stand firm until the end. No matter what would come against us, we know that we're victorious in Jesus Christ. I pray for your church, the body of Christ, that we would demonstrate by the way we live that your grace is all-sufficient. We pray in Jesus' name, amen. As we wrap up for today, I have a special request. If you are encouraged, please share the link to our podcast with your friends on social media or by email. I would sincerely appreciate your help in getting the word out. I would like to invite you to like our Facebook page and follow us on Instagram. You can also request to be placed on our email list where you'll receive reminders of our latest podcast being uploaded and occasionally you'll receive information that we think would be of interest to you. Pastors, we thank God for you and your faithful devotion to love and lead the church. We look forward to hearing from you for prayer and encouragement. We are so thankful for each one who reaches out to us to say that you're praying for us. It so encourages our hearts. In the meantime, we pray the blessing of the Lord upon you as you minister to God's people and those yet to surrender their life to Jesus. We invite you to tune in next time. Until then, let me urge you to stand firm in Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Thank you so much for tuning in. May the Lord pour out his blessings in your life, your family, and your ministry. This has been a production of Shepherd's Fortress Ministries, kingdom building encouragement for kingdom building pastors. Until next time, may God bless you as you seek him with all your heart. Thank you.